With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It was a warm day in Melbourne and a big crowd at the Melbourne Cup yesterday, around 85,000. And one man that was there front and centre, it was a tough day for the tipsters though, is Miles Fitzner from SEN Track and he joins us now. G'day, Miles. Hello, Kimbo. Hello, Roots. Yeah, it was a very, very hot day on track yesterday and, and a long one for the SEN team from the, an early start to a late finish. But uh, we saw one of the great winners and great additions of the Melbourne Cup. It was outstanding. Hey, Miles, mm. take us through the Cup. We'll just have a uh, retrospective look at it now before we look to tomorrow's Oaks Day. Um, everyone you listened to, the more research you did, you were just absolutely mad if you didn't get on the favourite Vorban. But it finished 14th after a perfect run. Yeah, it did. Um, and the way that the horse has, uh, has finished up, I know we've heard Willie Mullins come out and say, look, he didn't handle it. We saw the, the track upgrade straight after the Melbourne Cup to a good three, which may be a bit of a factor. I mean, you couldn't have had enough probably on him at maybe the 800, and then it was absurd, loomed up as mm. the winner too, and, and then they failed to finish. But it was the horses that probably had even better run in transit tucked in behind them. So it was a very, very hot day. Uh, I mean, I can't stress that enough. And at one point, I had to walk to um, from our broadcast position uh, just past the post, which is only 400 metres, but in traffic. And I can tell you, I blew up. So I wouldn't be surprised if many of... Yeah, I, 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 um, I reckon that some of these horses probably just didn't handle the heat. We saw that the money still come at the call of the card. You know, we were seeing people have 320, 400,000 on some of these favourites. Mm. So but when your ratings and your form analysts suggest one thing, racing will throw mm. up another, and that's exactly what happened. But... A very deserved winner. It was a horse that you had to have in there. Um, but uh, yeah, the Europeans uh, just didn't handle it. And I think they wanted it hot, some of these, what we call them, local horses. And, and they got it that way. Yeah, so, Miles, but... tell us about the horse without a fight. Why it just seemed to be the horse of the moment and take the moment? Well, if you go back through the horse's form, after its form in the Queensland Carnival, it sort of did become probably the Melbourne Cup hopeful. And mm -hmm. this is where people tend to lose their way a little bit. Okay. If you're asked this three to four weeks, or actually probably even two months out from the Caulfield Cup, who most people thought the Caulfield Cup winner was, it was without a fight. Yeah. And then around that time, everyone sort of said, yeah, it's probably a big shot in the Melbourne Cup. Mm -hmm. And then post-Caulfield Cup, you're really off that run. You probably had to be with it, barring probably West Wind Blows in the Melbourne Cup. But then the more you delve into the form of these Europeans and some of these horses coming over, you're trying yeah. to stack up two different form lines. Now, you've got one way or the other. I mean, I had him running second and Vorban running first. Um, but um, it's your job to try to pick the winner. And all you're trying to do is stack up different form lines. Well, mm. the form lines that that we lent with, you know, we heard that Vorban broke 11 seconds at track work at Werribee, and, and I had that verified. Horses just don't do that. You have to be a freak to do that as a stayer, and that, that had me hook, line, and sinker. I mean, once you break 11 in track work, coming into the Melbourne Cup, I thought he's going to walk past these, and mm. look, he didn't handle the track, he didn't handle it, but without a fight, um, probably the biggest tip from anyone was really Mark Zara saying, I'm going to get off gold yeah. trip, because um, he had the opportunity and stay with without a fight. And 
He got it right. Um, jockeys don't always get it right, but he got it right, and he's won the last two. Last okay. one on the cup, Miles. A huge run from Solcom. Missed the start by three lengths again, and, of course, part owned by a number of Richmond players. Finished second. Yep. Yep. Did run second. I actually sat with um, with a few of the boys when they had a bet at the call of the card, too, and um, they were quietly confident. Once it stepped, you could hear the sigh from the Sulcan punters thinking that the horse had missed the start. Mm. Arguably one of the best pilots in the world on board. Oh, look, we've been looking at this all day. I know Johnny O'Neill's been on radio here with Jared this morning and discussing as to whether or not um, the horse would have won. I, I mean, you can never really look at it like that. In my opinion, no. Um, without a slight um, jockey mark, I told you he thought he had it covered. Uh, you asked the Sulcan guys, they thought they would have won if he got a run. But at the end of the day, that's racing. I, I don't think... Sulcan probably should have got as close as it was with the luck um, that, that it was afforded. And Joe Marrera tried to peel it out, backside to inside, shut off, outside again, shut off, and then got clear late. But, I mean, you could make that case on most races, most days, right around the country. So uh, I, I think a deserved winner. Um, but, look, if you want to look at markets leading into next year already, I mean, you've got, without a fight, $15 and Sulcan $17. The one thing you definitely know for sure now is that Sol can say, and mm. that was why you probably went away from it this year, but it'd be right in the calculations next year, I can assure you of that. So, so Miles, we're asking our audience of the good luck, hard luck story of the day. Have you got one that you've heard track-wise or since the Melbourne Cup that stacks up on a hard luck or good luck story? Well, I know the good luck ones. I know that we were sitting with someone from Sportsbet and one of the Sportsbet um, VIP punters, um, had a $200 mystery box yes, first four yes, that netted in $2.7 million, which we've seen that. Wow. Um, and then there's maybe some former AFL, one of former AFL player was with a group of blokes trackside that had a $30 box first four for $417,000. Um, well, probably, probably another one was my sister tipping Shiraz each way in the uh, Melbourne Cup and, and me now not being the number one tipster in my family and it's actually my job, <laughs> which sort of hurts a little bit. Um, but... In regards to hard luck stories, look, there's a cast of them on days like this. Um, I, I think there's probably more good or more narrative uh, and storyline to come out of the fact that a horse has won the Caulfield Melbourne Cup double, you know, a jo- which hasn't been done for some time, and a jockey's won two Melbourne Cups in a row. But, but in regards to hard luck, I, I'm... I deal with that every day, Roach. Um, so I probably can't find too hard luck stories. Well, it's probably fair to say that Oaks Day is a better betting day. So a lot of people will be looking to recoup their losses. Uh, let's go to the VRC Oaks, over 2,500 metres. Uh, and uh, the James Cummings trained Zardozzi is the favourite at around $3. It is. I've got a good look at this horse in person, Kimbo, um, in Zardozzi. And leading into the race, I mentioned on air that you wanted to keep an eye on a horse called Athelflad. Uh, which ran in behind it. Mm. Look, Zardozzi um, ha- probably, arguably, um, should have won that race. Um, I know it was going to be the big watch behind Amazonian Lash because the track that day, last Saturday, had a massive leader bias due to a, a severe headwind coming up the straight. Now, I knew that Zardozzi would probably start favourite here. $3 in an Oaks when you've got horses going over 2,500 metres, probably... Not really for me, I don't think. And once again, like I tell everyone, these big, from a form analyst or a professional punting perspective, these these big group ones like Derby's, Oaks's, Melbourne Cups, they're not the races that you want to make money in. So I, whether I could steer someone in, I'd be including a new tri- trifectas, can win, 
But I think there's probably a couple of bigger prices that you can probably lean towards. Well, you mentioned Athelflaed, and on a lot of the uh, websites at the moment, that's a market mover coming in from about 11s to 8. Uh, can we get you 3 2 1, uh, Miles, without putting you under too much pressure for the Oaks? And your best bet of the day? Uh, um, right. We'll go 3 2 1. Athelflaed, you know, that movement's probably because of. We've been talking about this horse for the last few days, Kimbo, and some of it might be mine too. But <laughs> I think Athol played at around $8.50 and $2.45. I will put on top. So the eight on top will take the two Zardozzi at $3 uh, to run second. And I think Tropical Squall can hold on. Uh, I know that there's a query on whether or not it can stay, but I've got that in for third. But the horse is at the top of the market. It's absolutely wild. If you want something else for the rest of the day, um, race four, number two, Foxy Frieda should go close. I've got Cannonball to, speak, to beat Spacewalk in race five, and then everyone, man and his dog in the get-out stakes, race nine is on Greg Alimo. So they're probably the three to work around for the rest of your day, gents. Love it, Miles. Just repeating those numbers again for the Oaks. Eight from two and from one, and your other best bet is in race four, number two, Foxy Frieda, which is about three to one. I really appreciate your time, Miles. We know it's a busy period for you. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Check again, too. There you go. May the punting gods be with everyone. Yes, Rucho. and as we say, what's gambling really costing you? So if you need some free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.